Hey guys, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Nick. And this is Get Busy Flying, a super casual podcast about us both getting our private pilot's licenses. Is this, is that how you say it? Private pilot license. Yeah, so this is how it's going to go. Basically, after every single one of our lessons, we get together as a married couple and chat about our experiences. We hope you like the journey. Hey, hey. What's up? <laughs> oh, man, this flying shit's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Yeah, so uh, I've flown a couple times since the last recording that we did. And when I landed today, I did a solo today. I added up all my solo time. Take a guess how much solo time you have I have. five hours of solo no, time. No, I don't have five yet, but I have oh. 4.1. Oh. Thanks for giving me extra credit. <laughs> Holy shit. I have 4.1 hours of solo flight time. Like, what? how did that even happen? I did a 1.2 today and... It's hard to believe after your first solo, you only did half, a, half an hour. Yeah. How, how did you rack up so much time? So, yeah, when I got out at the airport with John, I did a half hour-ish, about a half hour of the Towered solo. My very first solo then after that was a half hour. And then, what, two days ago I did 1.3 hours, and today I did uh, 1.2 hours. So, yeah, add those all up, math people. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice job. Uh, and I've only stayed in the pattern for that, and mainly because two days ago and today there was low clouds and I wasn't going anywhere anyway. But I definitely think that uh, if it was more flyable weather, I'm sure that John would let me go out to Hemet tomorrow or whatever. But we have clouds and inclement weather for the next couple of days, too. Man, I, I almost didn't go to the airport today. I got there. It's even... been pretty fucking overcast yeah. all day. I didn't even bring my bag in when I got there. I really just... <laughs> took my time assessing the weather and ended up going and i'm so glad i did um you said you were listening to me while i was flying i was i was at home i was tired of studying so i threw on uh live atc and listened to you fly around <laughs> i love that that is the cutest thing ever how did i do you did fantastic yeah thanks yeah, yeah I'm, i appreciate that i try really hard you're definitely good at talking <laughs> I'm so good at bullshitting. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I also did my long cross country on Monday. John and I flew to Blythe. And God, we did 3.5 hours of Hobbs time. And we were probably gone for, oh my God. I mean, we were late coming back. We were gone a long time. Sure, the guy that wanted the plane after you was stoked. Uh, they took a different plane because we were so late. <laughs> We were so late. So it's 120 miles from French Valley to Blythe, and we landed there. And then when we left there, we uh, flew 50 miles to Scirocco Summit, did a stop and go. We stopped, taxi back, and uh, and then came back. Um, I'm not super stoked on how my cross country went at all. Uh I, there tears involved? There were tears involved. <laughs> I I did my second cry. <laughs> uh, that was your second, huh? Well, I may have cried before a couple times, but I mean, 
I let's put it this way: is my shit. That is the second time I cried with John, but that's during a lesson. Oh man, I'm not proud of it. All right, so I got. I just long story short. So you know the whole story. I just haven't talked about it on the podcast. Very very long story short is I just got overwhelmed coming into Blythe. I wasn't prepared with the taxi diagram. Tons of different things were new to me and I got overwhelmed and basically totally missed my approach for lack of a better word and had to go around and came back in, landed fine, had a fucking beautiful landing. But when we were on the runway, I was like, dude, we have to pull over and stop. I need to get out right now. Like I, I had, I just had overwhelm coming in. Um, it all started when he told me we were going to fly over the runway and drop in midfield on the downwind on at pattern altitude and then informed me of basic math that I had not done, which was there was an only an 800 foot pattern. Um, and it doesn't seem like a bunch of stuff that should overwhelm you, but, uh, I just got, I just got behind the airplane, you know, and I, I ended up deciding to do the go around basically on my turn to final. I just knew right away, like I need to do a go around and it was fine. You know, I'm, I'm glad I did, but what I wanted to do coming in, I wanted to go around the airport and enter on a 45 and like, look at it because oh yeah what didn't I say that I thought that a not runway was the runway like when we were still a couple miles out and I'm looking at the airport I there was this other straight line that I swear to god I thought was a runway and I didn't realize that that wasn't the runway I was landing on it until we were probably a half a mile from it (laughs) like what the fuck so it did not instill very much confidence in me, <coughs> excuse me, but it taught me a lesson. Um, one of the big lessons is just general preparedness. And you can't say I wasn't prepared. How many hours did I spend doing the goddamn your nav flight log? Plan, your flight plan was amazing. My nav log was perfect. We followed it the whole way there. Uh, that's what I did is I followed the entire paper navlog the whole way there on it. I had all my frequencies, all of the altitudes, all of this, all of that. But I didn't think to print out the taxi diagram, the, you know, the map of the airport. Well, first of all, I don't have a fucking printer and I didn't think about printing it when I got there and I didn't study it a bunch. I studied it enough to know the pattern altitude and the runway lengths and the numbers and all that. But fuck, you know, I just... I just got like surprised by it. So I learned that. And I hope that this is the second to last time that I ever have to use a real navlog instead of a computer to fly around. Because, of course, technology in the year 2021. That is, unless I become a CFI one day, then I'm going to do this stupid navlog shit all the time. But I'm proud that I know how to do it and I executed it well. And I, I flew the whole flight there and back with the navlog. Um, headings and everything like it, it was great. Uh, so we pulled over and stopped at Blythe and, uh, I didn't really realize how overwhelmed I was in that minute. I, I was actually more in the mindset like, oh, I think I just messed up, you know, I just messed up. And in my head, I'm like, I wouldn't have messed up if A, B, C, and D. So I had already identified all the things that I wish I would have done different. 
And so when we were debriefing, I'm like, he, John's telling me how I got overwhelmed at this point and I got overwhelmed at that point and, and he was really nice about it, but it hit me. I was like, Oh my God, you're right. I was overwhelmed. And I fully just started crying, you know, and he was so sweet about it. Cause I'm like, don't take it personal. The, the, the tears are happening. The tears they're happening. They just are. And, uh, I talked to him the other day and I, and I goes, I heard Lindsay cried on you again. <laughs> and he's like, yep. I'm like, I'm like, man, you you just have to let it happen. <laughs> don't even, don't even let it affect you. Oh. I just laugh at her when she cries. But you know, he just got done telling me we were like halfway to Blythe, and he was telling me about how uh, he thinks it's really odd that we do all these cool things. Like I think he used the word like daredevil, adrenaline things, or some some dumb term like that. But that I cry doing them. Oh, because I was telling him about how I cried rock climbing in Joshua Tree. And you he, cry in everything. That's true. So, anyway. Good I or did. bad. I did. I cried. I think it's just an involuntary reaction when I'm either stressed, scared, or overwhelmed. It's totally involuntary. It just fucking happens. Mm-hmm. And I get over There's it pretty quick. There's nothing wrong with it. So while... It's just shocking to people it's that sh- don't know it's coming. <laughs> I warned him it was coming. Yeah. I felt it coming. Like, the tears are coming. I'm going to uh. cry. I'm going to cry. I'm crying right now. The crying is happening. Oh. Uh. I'm out of cries. I did I did do a mini cry uh, when we were discussing booking my night flight. This was like a week ago. And we're in the office. We're not even in the plane. And we're discussing booking the night flight. And he starts telling me about how you, we need a headlamp to fly. And I was like, shut the fuck up. We need a fucking headlamp to fly. Because the panel lights are not operative in my plane. Oh, nice. And I was, and so I, that's why I asked that's him. That's shocking. I'm ba- I'm, so I can't shocking. believe it. Wow. You mean our airplanes aren't... <laughs> Equipped with proper shit. So I asked him, should I book it in a different plane? He's like, no, 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 we wear headlamps. And I was like, I mean, he, it's like he was telling me the world was flat. I did not believe it. What do you mean we're flying with a fucking headlamp? I mean, the headlamps for pre-flighting, right? No, no. And he pulls the headlamp out of his drawer. And I'm like, I still don't believe you. That's for pre-flighting. He's like, no, we were going to fly with the headlamp on. (laughs) Are you out of your goddamn mind to see the panels and to see the stuff inside? And he pulls over Gabe and Gabe's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing I carry in my flight bag is my my uh, headset and my headlamp. I'm like, so I by this point, I'm like full on in tears because I just there's I'm shocked. And it's I guess it's a true thing. I guess we're using a headlamp to see the inside of the plane while night flying next week. I hope your, uh, I hope your headlamp doesn't go out. (laughs) I'm going to make, I'm going to have like seven of them. Oh, I watched the video about night flying on King schools and they do make it look very dark. And he made sure to say to take three flashlights. So anyway, in Blythe, (laughs) there was a Sherpa with, um, military jumpers loading and that was like the coolest show that we could have had in that moment because we got out to go to the bathroom and we're watching all these guys with their rucks and the instructors loading into the back of the Sherpa which is just a a massive ass sky van and we stand there and we watch them do three passes and we watch these guys like come in and 
you know, on final and they dropped their ruck and biff in pretty good. And I got to like share some stories of working with military with John and, oh, it was awesome. It was like such a cool thing to see. And then of course we took off and we left and it was, it was all good. So, uh, yeah, I can't, oh, the other thing. Oh, so here's the other thing that I've been wanting to talk about is I learned another really, really important thing on this cross country. So I brought snacks again. Is anybody surprised by that? Shocker. (laughs) I I brought John a massive bag of Doritos, the big one. And I brought me some sour gummy bears and some cookies. (laughs) I like, I went all out, right? And I ate the whole bag of gummy bears on the way there. And it was delicious. It was super awesome. But I think that didn't work so well for me. So I actually wasn't very sharp on my whole cross country. In fact, you know, we, we uh, talked to um, flight following uh, March approach, SoCal approach. We talked to whoever the fuck we talked to out there. And the whole time, you know, for 3.5 hours, we were talking to different people. And I think I fucked up about 80% of my communication that day. Like, I would hear it, and then I would repeat it, and I would either repeat it literally completely wrong, you know, like, okay, now squawk 7599, and I and I would repeat back, okay, squawk 9752. Seven five, huh? Seven five? I don't even know. I'm just, what do you mean seven five? Seven five, anything is not good. Whatever. Seven, six, uh, whatever. Seven seven, anything? No, no, that's a squat. What? Oh, you're right. Okay. <laughs> I'm making numbers up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> seven five zero zero. Hijacking in progress. <laughs> whatever. But you get the point. Like, I, one lady was like, no, that's wrong. And she gave me the number again. I'm like, oh my God. And John just looks at me. He's like, you weren't even remotely close. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. And it happened again and again and again. And actually most of the time it was, they would say something to me and I would just have to look at John and be like, what'd they oh, say? No. Yeah. That's and, how I felt in the beginning when I first started doing this shit. But I did... But that's that's not a good representation yeah. of where I'm at right now. And when I think back to it, I felt fuzzy in the head. Um, not like the kind of fuzzy, like I shouldn't have flown, you know, like, uh, you know, the I'm safe checklist. What I think it was is the fucking gummy bears. I actually think that I need to pay much greater attention to what I eat and ingest before and during flights to stay sharp. Um, Because when I do really, really good, I'm fasted and my brain is working on overdrive. You know, like when I went and did my solos down in Ramona, of course I was fasted, you know, and I'm, I'm used to this fasted state. And so eating gummy bears or cookies or whatever, I think it just dulls my brain. And I saw the effects of it in a big way that day. Um, and I, I really, really think that that's what it was because yeah. I, I know that I'm better than that. And it, it actually kind of, 
Uh, it inspired me to take it far more serious about how I'm feeling my body before a flight. And also, you know, Celine made a good point to me because I was telling her about my, my issue with that. And she said, you know, not only just being sharp for flying, but you probably don't want to develop this association between snacking and flying. You're going to get real fat that way. <laughs> I'm like, you're right, dude. I should not associate going and getting candy with flying. You know, it was fun while I did it on my two cross countries, but I like, I don't even do that when we do long road trips. So I don't know why you have to get sunflower seeds like you do on road trips. Yeah. Well, and, and, Put them where? <laughs> Spit them in the fucking plane. Things are <laughs> fucking trash can anyway. Open the window and spit them out. Uh. Oh, shit. Yeah, I won't be doing that. That's disgusting. Uh, but so, yeah, I uh, I am looking forward to doing my solo long cross country to Blythe at some point soon and being sharper on it. You know, mm -hmm. like I just that wasn't me. And I really think it was the sugar pulsing through my veins. Probably. Probably. Yeah. I mean, obviously I wouldn't fly after drinking and I wouldn't fly if I was super tired or fucked up or anything like <sighs> that. And, and you know, sugar affects me in a certain way. Like it really, my body doesn't process it very well. So there's that. Um, you have some good news and I have some bad news that isn't really to do with uh, anything we've talked about. So I'm going to tease your good news for just a second here. And I want to just announce what my little sad news is. While we were on our cross country, John informed me that he got a different job and he's leaving. And I, a couple of weeks ago, I made him swear up and down that he wouldn't leave me. And that if he left for you know, if he left, I would fucking kill him. I told him that, that mm -hmm. I would bury his body somewhere. And, uh, so he pinky swore that he wouldn't leave. And plus he only has like 800 hours. So he's a long way from it. Well, he got a new job. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. What a dick. What anyway. a dick to improve his life. How dare he? Mm, <laughs> but he said he promised me and one of his other clients that he would stick it out until we're done. And so I'm pretty sure you are not that other client. I'm pretty sure I'm not either. <laughs> I think you've been cut. Yeah, I think I got cut, actually. Uh, but yeah, that's I, cool. I love Gabe, so it's all good. I just don't know how this is really going to work out because he said he's going to just try to fit us in on his off days. So uh, no, way to add a little extra stress there, even though I'm doing, I'm still doing like solo stuff, but I'm going to want to be booking daily check ride preps with him, you know, to mm -hmm. fine tune everything and get prepared for it. And well, you can do that with somebody else if you have to, you know, I you guess. could do that with Gabe. I guess. But it just yes. sucks. It just no, sucks. I understand. But Butthole. Hey, the boy must, the boy must... Move use to his, the next level. He's got to use his college degree. Yeah. <laughs> Make some money. None of these guys want to stick with this shit. This is their their stepping stone to a better life. So, anyways, whatever. You know what's funny about that is I could totally see being stoked on being a CFI. Mm -hmm. Just like you're stoked on being an AFP instructor. I huh? have been for the last 12 years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't get into it to do something else. You know, it's just different. 
Yeah. Okay, what's... I've talked now for 19 minutes. Oh, people are getting fucking bored. <laughs> I'll just fast track this shit and get it done. <laughs> two times. Listen two times. So what's up with you, Nick Fenner? Uh, Tuesday, I finally got to go do my flight thing with the, the FAA. So your statement of statement of demonstrated ability. Well, that's the, the, yeah, the test. So anyways, the amazing FISDO guy, Nate down in Long Beach coordinated everything for me. I had to drive to Long Beach. He set up a plane with the local flight school down there. So I had a plane to use. He set up a DPE for me, had him trained up so that he could represent the FAA and, and, um, fly with me and i went down there on tuesday and went down where down to long beach to the long beach airport and met nate eric and the owner of um of the school tom and did a bunch of paperwork and then went and flew with eric and it was a half an hour total hobbs time he basically told me amazing yeah he basically told me you know these are the things i want you to do i need to see you taxi i need to see you take off I'm going to have you do a full uh, a full power stall. I'm going to have you slip the airplane in both directions. We're going to land. We're going to abort a takeoff. And if you pass all that shit, then you're good to go. So we went in a really nice plane. Tom's got nice planes, man. And when I jumped in that thing, I was like, fuck, it's got a cup holder. and <laughs> It's got a cup holder. Yeah, it's got all this cool shit. And, you know, the navigation equipment's really what nice. What year was it? Ha- it was a 2005. Oh, wow. You know, and I'm flying a 1978 or whatever. So it definitely was. Uh, I think you're flying a 1969. Oh, 60. Yeah, 68. Sorry. Yeah. yeah I 68. mean, he's 10 years older than me. Anyways. Yeah, 50 some year old plane. Anyways, I didn't, you know, there was definitely a lot of differences about the plane, but it was cool, man. We got in there. I taxied, no problem, did everything just fine. We went flying over the Long Beach Harbor. Um, I did a power on stall. I did a couple slips. I came in to land and I thought we were going to take back off. And he's like, go ahead and take it back over to the school. We're done. He's like, I've seen enough. I don't need to, you know, because I was like, don't we need to do an aborted takeoff? And he's like, no, you showed me enough. I'm happy with with it. Um, you awesome. totally, you, you passed just fine. So Yay. anyways, yeah, went back, filled out all the paperwork. Um, and that was that man. And they told me that they would, they would, uh, get the paperwork into the FAA as soon as possible and probably have it done in a couple days. That is so cool. So you I, were pretty happy that day. Oh, totally. I was <laughs> stoked. It went, I mean, it was, it was, it went really smoothly. Not only were they all just super cool. So like the, the atmosphere, the, the vibe was super, you know, like laid back. But um, the flight itself, like, Eric was amazing. He, he made me feel super comfortable. I didn't feel like I was under the watchful eye of somebody and I was afraid I was going to fuck up. I just went and did what I needed to do and showed him that I can control my feet. And um, that was that. So it went really well. Mm. And then I got a call today. Today's Thursday. So two days ago I flew. And today I got a call from Nate saying, hey, did you get your your paperwork emailed to you and i was like um no what 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 are you talking about and he's like yeah you should have your medical and everything in your email so i'm like are you serious fuck yeah so (laughs) i go let me check my email real quick and i pull up my email and 
There's my class three medical and my soda and my flight restriction and all this shit. And what is and your flight restriction? My, fl- <laughs> my flight restriction is I must wear prosthetics when flying an airplane. Oh, that, you know, I don't think you're going to get very far. I don't think you'd even make it to the runway without prosthetics yeah. on. <laughs> so that's my only restriction. So, yeah. So now tomorrow I just need to call up, get some flight insurance and, uh, then I'm hoping I can solo on Sunday or Saturday. Yeah, Saturday you have a lesson, uh, and I brought home the solo test for you to work on. Yeah. So, ah! So the big hurdle I think is behind me now. Now I just have to go crash an airplane or two. <laughs> I'm so stoked for you. Yeah, I'm this pretty is, happy too. This it's, is a big. Thing. I really thought that this process that I just got through with everybody kind of scared me into thinking, you know, the FAA takes forever. This is going to take months, and the reality you is. Yeah, it totally could have, but I found, luckily, like, through dumb luck, I found people that really, like, pushed hard to to get it, um, get it fast-tracked for me. Nate, with the FISDO in, in Long Beach, it was amazing. Like, he was calling me, hey, bro, this is, you know, this is what we gotta do, or where you at with this, and, and then, um... Airman certification, this this woman, Ashley, who basically was representing the FAA instead of us having to go through Oklahoma, she was kind of fast-tracking it for me, and she's the one that got it done in two days. Yeah, and um, that's the woman that Dr. Hughes recommended you to. Yeah, basically, yeah. well, yeah, Dr. Hughes, her husband went and saw Dr. Hughes for something. I don't know what his, I mean, he's involved somehow with this FAA stuff, but anyways... When her husband went to see my doctor, he just brought up like, hey, I got this this guy that just came in who's an amputee, and what do we need to do? So luckily he brought it up and, and yeah. um, got me connected with her because I think she's the reason that it got – once too. I got the flight thing done, she's the reason that it got like fast-tracked through mm-hmm. the FAA or through Oklahoma or however. I don't even know how it all works. But anyways, long story short, long story long is <laughs> – I got my fucking class three medical now. I got my soda. I've got all the paperwork, so. Look out, skies. Yeah, now I just got to get on. I got one month to finish this shit, which I'm I'm going to, I'm 98% confident that I'll have have my my certification before we go to Chicago. Yeah, and so right now we're almost at the two-month point as well. I think our first... My first intro flight, I think, was February 25th, and today is uh, April 22nd. So, I mean, we're just about at the two-month mark, and we're trying to leave here May 22nd, so a month from today. And you spent all day studying today, didn't you? I did, yeah. I want to get this uh, written done in the next week. That's kind of my goal, is to do the written in the next week or so. That's it. Actually, I guess that's not true, because we're leaving for four days but i think it's ambitious but yeah uh, i'll say that the next week of study time which i guess is going to be more like two weeks because i'm not going to be studying much while we're on vacation yeah true but uh, i think for me i feel like i'm going to get the requirements done in time i just i worry and wonder if i'm going to have the confidence to finish it in a month um also with this weather that we've got like we're definitely rolling the dice with weather uh to be able to finish things you know like we both have to do this long solo cross country we have to do the small cross country we have to fly at night i have my night flights booked but you don't have yours booked 
So, yeah, you know, Gabe doesn't want to book mine for a while, which is kind of weird. I was hoping to book him like to, in the next couple of days, but he wants me to do it after I do my long cross you know, country. Part of it is probably the fact that this time of year, night flying is eight o'clock at night. That is very late. I mean, cutting most, in on their drinking it's time, cu- cutting in on the drinking time, and it's cutting in on, well, sleeping time. <laughs> other time whatever yeah so i booked mine i was smart enough i bribed john i said let's book them on the night before your days off and he was like oh my god that's such a good idea i'm like yeah fuck yeah that's a good idea so yeah we have one on thursday and one on a saturday because he has fridays and sundays off hopefully you got, weather's good you gotta think about that when yeah. when do they want to do it never when's the second time they'd want to do it when they don't have to be at work at 8 a.m. the next morning. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm excited for you. I'm stoked. We still have a ways to go, but uh, I feel like a pilot now. Oh, now you feel like a I pilot. I do. I do. I do. Mm-hmm. I'm ex- stoked about this. So I am going to join you on Saturday to go watch you solo um, the way you join me. So I cannot wait to see what you think about it and how you feel and uh, what your reaction is to it. Do you have any thoughts? I like, you know, I know you're I'm not looking nervous. forward to it. No, well, I, I have, I wouldn't say I'm nervous, but I definitely have a little like anxiety or anxiousness. I don't mm-hmm. think anxiety is the right word either, but like, I, I just want to do it. Excitement. I, I can't wait. Yeah. Before I haven't been given it a whole lot of thought because I thought this whole getting my class three was going to take longer or third class or however the fuck you want to call it. Um, I don't know what the proper lingo is. Third class. Sure. All my friends out there are like, you're saying it wrong, dipshit. You'll realize it later. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I thought it would take longer. So I was trying not to get too excited about it, but now that it's done, it's like, okay, cool. As long as the weather's good on Saturday, I should be soloing. And then, I mean, hope I'm hoping Sunday I can just, you know, get a plane and go, you know, if you're going to go fly, I, it's you there's know? a potential for yeah, it if I'm, he signs you off for that well yeah i can't imagine why he wouldn't but yeah maybe so i'm hoping if on sunday if there's a plane available i can just go fly Woo! around in the pattern so anyways whatever yeah i'm stoked i, I can't wait i want to get the first one done and then start knocking down the checklist it feels so different there's something that just feels so different knowing there's nobody there to remind yeah. you of a your safety thing. net is gone yeah 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 It's really cool. Anyway, all right, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Boop, boop. Boop, boop.